You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Road Confidential at Earsports.com. I am Mike Asaza welcoming in Chris Anderson. Chris, story time. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. We recorded Tuesday afternoon a podcast for Wednesday morning. And we hung up and I looked down at my phone because it had buzzed a couple of times. And I had word that Bob Bowlesby was expected to retire, step down, whatever. And I think we can probably insert other descriptions in here in a second too. But did not wedge that into the podcast. But the reason I was notified was there was going to be some obvious West Virginia connections to this past and present implications involved but also that's the head of the conference that West Virginia is in and is trying to stay in leadership changes are always dicey especially now um and I looked at it like well that makes sense isn't it about time because I just can't get over the big 12 media day thing last year where sure he probably did about as good a job as he can recovering from this but he had no idea he was losing the main two pillars of his conference while he was working side by side with the commissioner of the SEC on the 12 team playoff format. Um, sometimes you just got to go. And this just felt like a, a matter of time before it was going to happen. And here we are uh, leaving well ahead of schedule. He's under contract until I believe 2023. I thought I read today. I can check that up in a second, but um, big news, not really surprising news though. Very big news. Uh, these spots, uh, obviously, understandably, especially when you're getting paid, was it $4 million a year? Is that oh, yeah. what the number I heard? Um, these do not come up and open very often and, and who you have in charge can play a major factor in the future of the entire conference and especially each individual school. So this is extremely noteworthy for West Virginia, even, even if, and we're going to talk about the candidates a minute, even if the candidates were not related to West Virginia in any way. This could have a bear. The, the decision of who's going to lead the Big 12 conference could have a bearing on on West Virginia's future for the next 20, 30, 40 years. Under contract until 2025, that's significant for a couple of reasons. You have teams transitioning into the league. And you also have the rights deal expiring in 2025. So I believe that all the teams will be in for the 2023 season. Is that the belief? I think so, right? Um and then, by the way, you have to have a television partner in 2025. There's an argument that perhaps this is the guy you want in that situation. He recruited the schools to come in here, let him aid in the transition, because, by the way, he has experience with that. He took over and got West Virginia and TCU in. He was involved in that transition um, and did a lot of media work with ESPN, with Fox. Once Fox said no thank you on the championship game, that led to ESPN Plus and Big 12 now. He's not unfamiliar with the media landscape but someone else is going to come in and do that now and if you read some of the stories pete Thamel wrote one for espn you can go look at too i don't know if i'm supposed to promote that or not but i don't know if it was voluntary have you gotten the gist that that this was his idea it seems like he even says that you wish you weren't leaving so many things on the table unfinished i think he might have thought he had more time no i mean i read it as he absolutely got pushed out i mean there there can't be very many people that are happy with his leadership given what you just talked about a second ago you know having having his two bell cows if you will being 
pulled out from from under him while he's talking to the school the conference that's taking them. So um this league has never been one to you know make a step forward. They've been more reactionary than than proactive with just about everything. And so I, I think that finally at some point, I don't know what it was that that kind of broke the camel's back, so to speak, here and, and caused so, so who is it real quick? Is it the presidents, the athletic directors from the league, the the schools that are pushing him out if we're to take that assumption that he's being pushed out? Yeah, they are Geppetto, Geppetti, I guess, and he's Pinocchio. Like you work for the presidents and the chancellors for sure. Right. Which okay. means that some number of the ten were not tickled with his work. So in the last two years, let's just stick with two years. I mean, even even beyond that, you know, the Texas Oklahoma fiasco, um, some of the rights deals that are going on. Uh, just the other day, well, uh, sorry to whoever posted it, uh, but somebody got a a firm to project the revenues for each conference over the next what was it 10, 20 years, and it's going to be the SEC, the Big Ten, twice as much as the big 12 in revenue 10 years from now. And when you be, if when your leader is allowing your conference to be left behind like that, then it's time for a change. And I could see, I could very much understand why the president's chancellors of the individual schools would say, Hey, we have some very important things coming up in the next couple of years. And your recent history does not make us feel confident that you can get it done. Which, now it makes me think, here's an inevitable question. What do these presidents want or what are they pushing for? Because I think the idea is that the Big 12 is now, air quotes in the office here, complete. Yes, you're losing Texas and Oklahoma. And there is probably a back alley fist fight waiting to happen there. Stay tuned. But you know they're leaving and you know four schools are coming in. Again, some number of these presidents and chancellors are like, this is not enough. And we're presuming here, but do they want more? Do they not want to be involved? Are they not happy with a split? I just wonder exactly what it is that has led to a level of discontent that they are, I, I would say, nudging him out or at least encourage him to cooperate and leave three years ahead of schedule. And again, he's saying there's a lot of stuff that that is left undone, but it's going to take a lot of time to do some of these things. He's supposed to be here for that stuff, too. So I, I just think about that for a second. Just ask yourself, wait a minute, isn't isn't the work that's left to be done is at least on the tracks. It just has to reach a conclusion. It's going to take some amount of effort and pushing and coordination to get there. But the work isn't done is what I would think if you're a president and a chancellor, because you're not happy with the picture. And that just invites a whole bunch of, well, what else is going to happen in this conference? Because not a conference that's adapted very well through the years. It has survived. It's rebuilt. That's fine. But as you mentioned, the financial gap between two and three in this, in the power five is significant. There's only so many media entities out there that are proven and can pay you really well. But also, you want to have a quality partner. I'm not sure you want to go into some experimental phase, so that's going to be difficult. And it's just hard to imagine you're going to get a great deal minus Texas and Oklahoma. I think the goal now is to be the third conference if you're not one of the top two. They're not that far from being three. They're also not that far from being five. So I imagine these presidents have some ideas, which – that makes the the choice of a successor extremely interesting because is it somebody that speaks your language that they already know from the Big 12? Hint, hint. Is it somebody from the outside, from another conference, or another university? 
could be conference office, could be a major name in a in another conference from a I don't know, let's just say a major AD in the SEC. That person's been under the hood of a money making machine. Maybe those eyeballs work in the Big Twelve. Again, these presidents and chancellors are going to have a lot to do with this. So what they want, what problems they still have, how they're going to solve those problems, and what they're going to get, I think that has a lot to do with who's next. Okay, there's your segue. Who's next, Mike? You you mentioned a couple people in the thread on our, on our VIP message board. Who you got? Listen, the the reason the text came to me as it did on Tuesday afternoon was that Lions Shane Lyons is going to be involved in this. He just is. And Oliver Luck is going to be a name involved in this. I don't know where it's going to go, but no sooner did we even put that on the board. I think my first post on it was, you know, word is Bowlesby will retire. And before you ask, the answer is yes, because people are certain to think, wait a minute, Lions? And the answer is yes. He's going to, he's going to be on lists if he isn't already. I know I saw Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated have one. I've seen some other media that have one too, but his was the first I saw. He had a pretty good list of names, um, you know, including, you know, let's say Oliver Luck, but also – more West Virginia attachments here. Rob Mullins at Oregon, uh, Greg Byrne at Alabama. I mean, some heavy hitters here too. But what struck me was that it's a lot of athletic directors too. I don't, I don't know why that would be, unless that they're just looking for someone who knows how to make something work, could work with presidents and chancellors. But also, Bob Bowlesby was the AD at Iowa too. So there is a track for athletic directors to go to a conference commissioner office. Here, follow up for you. Uh, out of all these options or any other options, what what does West Virginia want? Like, what what's the best case scenario for them? Is it is it somebody with West Virginia ties? Is it somebody that's going to keep West Virginia in the Big Twelve? Is it, it, it like I'm thinking of different scenarios because obviously, if the the in, in taking into account the Shane Lyons thing, one the first angle of it is: Do you want? a West Virginia-affiliated athletic director in charge of the conference. But also, if he leaves, then the dominoes have to start falling about replacements and stuff like that. What 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 is the move for West, or the best-case scenario for West Virginia? It doesn't have to be a specific person, but what are they looking for? Well, another name on the list is going to be Mac Rhodes from Baylor, and Lions will be one, and you might find, I'm trying to think of other athletic directors from the Big 12, probably no one else I could think of, because Del Connie's leaving. Um Castiglione's leaving. He's new. All right. So in my head, I'm just thinking that those are two. They're probably two of the best ones in the Big 12 and beyond. It'd be great to have somebody who understands the functioning of the Big 12 so it's smooth. This is going to have to happen fast because this person is going to be maybe hired soon after Bowlesby retires, I guess. But they're going to have to get to work right away. And the ultimate thing is you got to get a TV contract done. That's going to be important, too. So I wonder if it's somebody who is from within the Big 12, maybe in the Big 12 office. Just that smooth transition would be great. But to be honest, Chris, if it was you or if it was me or if it was my wife or your kid, if one of those four people knew how to get a lucrative and high-profile media contract, that's all you want. You've got to have ways to make this money. And again, are you going to be one of the number one or two conferences when it comes to revenue? Nope. It's going to be really important to be three and to close that gap between one and two um, because you're almost going to look at like a power two when it comes to bank accounts and then a three, four, five. And why is that important? Again, what does it matter if you're not first or second? Well, if you're three and four and five are behind you, what if they're disenchanted? What if there are some teams in conference four, conference five that says, wait a minute, the Big 12 was, you know, a four or five team, a four or five conference. Now they're three. They're doing something right. They're making money. They have exposure. They're putting teams in the playoff. They're doing well in the postseason, so on and so forth. 
when the time comes, you can maybe poach a team. You might be able to add to your conference. So again, going back, if you're president and maybe you're not delighted with the constitution of your conference right now, big picture, you see down the road, let's get our money right. And then when the time comes, we can talk teams into joining our conference. Enough of the Big 12 losing teams. And I'm not talking about adding Houston, BYU, UCF, you know, that, that round of schools there, Cincinnati as well, sorry. Major players. This is going to become a major player game soon. And if you can get schools from, I don't know, the ACC, the Pac-12, to think about your conference or maybe make that move, that's really important. And what speaks the most and speaks the loudest, it's going to be dollar signs. It's going to be visibility. It's going to be a lucrative media deal. I think that's the number one priority. So whomever it is, whatever their attachment is to the university or the Big 12, almost irrelevant if you just look at it from a sense of who can get us the best deal for longevity. Longevity is not just income. Longevity is going to be, you know, who's in your conference and what they're able to do. So you want to know what the answer is? I'll go ahead and tell you. That wasn't it? It is the answer. Yeah. Hey, well, I'm going to tell you the person that fits everything you just said. Because it's on, he's on the list. He's on the list that you mentioned. Okay. And I think it's Oliver Luck. Because I think he has that kind of cutthroat mentality of just getting it done. I mean, you have to remember, he's the guy that essentially forced West Virginia into the Big 12 Conference. Not, not, you know, fighting with everybody. Got it done. You need somebody who's going to get it done. And quite frankly, we have seen that he is somebody that that is not afraid to move to another job if the opportunity presents itself. You can you can approach him and say, hey, 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 Ollie, we're, we're good friends. So I'm calling you, Ollie. I need you for three years. Three years, pay you four million a year, just like we did Bullsby. I need you to negotiate this contract. I need you to negotiate this exit fee or whatever kind of deal we're going to come to with Texas and Oklahoma to get as much money as possible. I need you to. Uh, to to work on any other expansions or anything else we need to do. Three years done, out, gone. What do you think? If I'm Oliver Luck and I have a job now doing consulting work for NIL, I have my own firm doing this. It's not the Country Roads Trust thing, but I'm doing, I've started my own NIL consulting business, doing really well. He believes it's the future of the sport. Why would I want to do a short-term deal in the Big 12? Why can't I just take a consultant position with the Big 12 like I just had and I helped them get those four teams in? I think he's a great candidate for it. I think he'd like to do it. I just wonder, does he want to do it for a long time? 62 now, I think. That's fine. Bulls be 70. That's a good term, right? But I think he likes what he's doing. I think he'd be happy to consult. He's one of those guys that, um, uh, how do I put this? I, I think he's he's eager to lend a hand and lead, lead, and lend his acumen when the time and the, the situation is right for him, too. Um, I don't know what it would mean for his affiliation with Country Roads Trust if he was all of a sudden the head of the conference in which West Virginia resides. That's interesting. It's worth a phone call. It's worth a meeting. You know, pay his airfare, have him come down to Irving, sit in the office, take a tour. But I think he knows a lot about the Big 12 already, too. Wouldn't even have to be a hard sell unless he knows enough where it would have to be a hard sell. Um, I've not talked to him about the Big 12, so I don't know. I just know that he seems like he's happy what he's doing, but there's only 10 of these jobs in the country, Chris. Right. Uh, and then again, 4 million bucks a year or something like that. That's really good too. Um, let's ship to Lions. This is not a name that probably comes up a couple of years ago. In fact, when the ACC was looking for a commissioner, you and I both kind of poured water and said, we have not heard anything about this. Um, 
the times change and a lot has happened in the time since the ACC was open and, and his name and his star has really risen. And I think a lot of people who are at West Virginia would say, well, he didn't get the football hire as right as quickly as he wanted. And, you know, what has he done? A lot of the facility improvements, they were bankrolled or, or planned or, or imagined before he got here. He saw it to the finish line. I, I, what I'm saying is people could poke holes in the argument that he's done a great job as the athletic director at West Virginia. That said, he's done a great job in college sports. Now, how much of the work at West Virginia is transferable to the work that he has to do at the Big 12? A lot. How much of the work at the Big 12 has he actually done before? Because we're talking about media contracts and TBD. But also, I, I think there's a great sense of gratitude for him among not only college sports, but those presidents and chancellors in the Big 12 as well. Maybe I got one more question, and maybe we should have started with it. But given the timing and the, I don't want to say, well, let's say if he if he was forced out, if Bowlesby was forced out, and given the timing, is it possible the Big 12 already has somebody in mind? Great question. I know. I don't have an answer. It. I don't have an answer, but the antenna is up on that one there, um, because why would you do it so far ahead of schedule, and, and and why would you do it unless you had an answer here too? It's a good position. People are going to be dancing around to get their hands on. I'm sure, but um, I wonder if there isn't something chambered already, and they just you know I'm not saying it'll be soon, but we'll see. I, I'd be interested in that too. Um, my question with Lions is: Does he want to leave West Virginia, and does he aspire to be a conference commissioner? I don't know. You know, he was in the conference office at the ACC for a while. He's been to different um, universities. Um, he's been here for a while. I do know, I mentioned this on the board too. He was, I even named the school, but he was involved with an AD search not long ago. And it's a big time school and kind of kept a distance from it and, and just said, no, no thanks. And I wondered if it was because he had a lot of work to do at WVU or if he does not aspire to be an AD period slash somewhere else. And why would you leave West Virginia to go be an AD at another school? Again, a big time school in a power five conference. If being an AD isn't your aspiration, if your dream is something different, if your goal is something different, it may be retiring at WVU. I don't know that. I've never had this conversation with him, but a guy like that, who's, who's done what he's done in the past couple of years, he's really had a look at college sports and what's working I don't want to be an ADL. I want to be a conference commissioner. I don't think that's a crazy thought to have right now. I don't either. Uh, related to this, when do you think we get the announcement then of who the, who they're replacing with? Like, what kind of a timeline are we looking with? Even if they don't have, assuming they don't have somebody lined up right this second. Don't you have to do it when you, you do the farewell press conference for Bullsby? I was going to say, I still feel like it has to be soon. Like, it can't. Okay. It, it can't be longer than a couple of weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't, yeah, I think that's, that's a good point. I mean, it could be soon. could be, you know, six weeks. That'd be fine. I'm trying to think of any, any meetings they have or anything coming up soon. They have a spring meeting. So it might be a spring meeting thing where they, they really have like a, you know, a meeting between the presidents and chancellors to do it. I think we'll see some details come on that soon, probably for the very reason you're describing. Like this is going to have to happen fast too. So that's fine. The other thing is too, is like, I wonder I wonder how the the new four members feel about the commissioner leaving. Are they happy? Or are they upset about this? Is it stable? Is it instable? Could it be more stable? That's interesting to me too. And then listen, just to keep a, a WVU pin on this, if Lyons leaves, I think that the press conference where he says goodbye is also where they hire their successor too. Yeah, I think kind of have a good idea of who that might be already, right? 
I would be surprised if it wasn't her. Um, we're talking about Kelly Zinn. She's the deputy. She's the COO. That's a pretty big title. She's done the sportswoman administrator thing. Um, she's done like a lot of the stuff to prepare, and she's been the number two for Oliver Luck and Shane Lyons. So different people, different jobs, different areas in the university, and she's been the number two for that amount of time. Um, something else. I'm I'm pretty sure that her name has come up in other searches, not Power Five. And I think like they've they've contacted the university. Hey, can we talk to so and so? No, they may not. Um, I think they think that highly of her that they're like, no, we want to keep around to do some stuff too. So a candidate for sure. We're not even at the point where the current athletic director has left and we're already replacing him with possible candidates. But this this is not this this is one of those things where yeah, like you know, if you lose your athletic director, uh oh, that's bad. But you think the WVU could go out and acquire a great replacement? Sure, they might even not have to go down the hallway to do that too. So um, a lot of angles to watch and follow here, but that's not really a major worry for me. A couple more dominoes to fall, and then we can discuss Mike's new role in the WVU athletic department. Right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to do anybody any favors, right? <laughs> <laughs> my push, the nudge, the bounce from my mention. I don't know. We'll see about that. It could be. Uh, she was also the interim AD last time too. Remember? Yeah, and I, I was going to say there was there was some God, what was it? I was trying to think of something that happened. It was a year or two ago, and I remember I was talking to a couple sources about it, and they alluded to the fact that that Kelly was handling the situation, and it, it was one of it was I think the second maybe third time I'd heard something along those lines of of Kelly handling it, and it was things that I was thinking that maybe. Shane would handle, but it, it, it gives off this, this vibe that you see when someone is about to step aside, when, when a coach, for instance, is about to leave. And maybe I should have seen this on the wall when I played one of my head coaches, he let the assistant coach run practice two days a week. And after the season, he retired or took another job. And that assistant coach took over the head coaching job. It's one of those things where you let the person that you think is going to take over your job handle your responsibilities in part so that they can get some practice on it. And you, when it's discussions like these, you keep thinking about those types of situations where they've had Kelly handle these kinds of situations or, you know, handle certain responsibilities. Yep. Um, and the football administrator, too. So they, the AD is over everything. But. There are different administrators in charge of different sports. Um, Steve Urias is in charge of basketball. Kelly's in charge of football. And then you can go on and on down the line. There's different ones, too. But she's, she's certainly going to be a candidate, too. One more thing. Um, if Lions or Brown, excuse me, Lions or Gee is not in office, Neil Brown's buyout thins. Mm-hmm. I wondered about that before. Um, I had that explained to me today. It's so that a replacement is not hamstrung by the buyout. So I was like, oh, that's a weird thing. And it's also so that that doesn't make sense in the in the fact that, like, you pay less. But, like, the co- if you have different leadership, it makes it easier to go. But also, you're not stuck with the coach who wants to stay. So it is an odd condition. It's hard for people to swallow. But also for Brown, too. If you lose the two people that you really believe in that, that brought you here and that you work with and make things possible, you might be less inclined to stay. It makes sense. It's friendly for him. But evidently, there's an advantage for the university, too, where it's not cheaper to fire him, but 
you know, if he if he wants to leave and he wants to do something else, it gives a president or an athletic director a chance to have somebody they want in there too. Um, that was brought up on the board. I didn't have a great answer for it. I have one now. I'm not sure I agree with it. Um, still think it's weird business, but I understand it from certainly Brown's side. Hey, my leadership isn't here anymore. I don't believe in the place quite as much. But it does make some sense, kind of counterintuitively for the school, where, all right, if he wants to go, that's fine. It's a pay, pay us as much. I didn't want to invest in him anyways. You know, something like that, because that's not the guy I hired. I wasn't the president. I wasn't the AD. Uh, long story short, it may not even matter, I guess, but that was a question people had for me that I did not have an answer before until I asked somebody else, and now I know. All right, so after the commissioner change and then the athletic director change at West Virginia, the associate athletic director change at West Virginia, the COO change at West Virginia, and then the head coaching fo- football change at West Virginia, we can go back and circle back and blame all this on Texas? Is that what you're telling me? Yes, yes, okay. and the AD at Alabama who <laughs> – or the, the commissioner at the SEC, I'm sorry, who who is wooing everybody over there. That's how it all starts. There you go. Well, it's not finished. It's just getting started. We will be sure to be, be on top of this as things evolve, as names are added to a list, as they remove themselves from consideration because they're not going to get hired. That always happens in situations like this. But, hey, um, just the beginning, more to come. Until then, I'm Mike Casaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We'll talk to you next time. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.